Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Test Life number 260. Here we are on June 29th, 2022, leading into the big holiday weekend for North America as uh, Canada Day and Independence Day are celebrated on both ends, book ending the weekend. So uh, welcome very much to the show. Appreciate you uh, coming out and uh, connecting with us here. As always, we have, we have Mr. Casey Green <laughs> joining us from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir? I'm pretty well. Doing pretty well. Excellent. You're not Look. sweltering in heat? No, that was pretty good. We got an air quality warning until July 1st, though. Yeah? Yeah. Well, but If more people that's... would drive EVs. <laughs> you, could, you could lessen that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's been a uh, great... Great weather-wise here, so uh, we're, we're certainly uh, happy about that. Now, uh, Mr. Patrick Green usually joins us. Uh, we're hoping Honor. he's going to join us at some point. Uh, <laughs> we, we shall see as the show rolls along. Yes. But uh, we thought we'd get started on regular time and, and start to address some of these uh, different stories that we've got. No shortage of stories this week as well. One of these shows got to start on time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Casey's got our first story, and it, of course, is about the fabled Cybertruck. Yes. Uh, we and some comments, I guess. What's been said about it? Well, so some of the last things that Elon said before he disappeared from Twitter was that the uh, the design for uh, the Cybertruck has been locked down. Although he did say this on the interview for the um, Tesla owner Silicon Valley and uh, and the kilowatts, and uh, so it sounded like he was. Kind of, kind of trying. He was getting ready to say, but he didn't. He kind of pulled it back, like he was getting ready to say he had another Model X situation there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he did catch himself in the video. Yeah. Um, part three, if you want to uh, check that out on YouTube, uh, under just uh, search Silicon Valley uh, Owners Club, you'll definitely find the Elon interview. It's got hundreds of thousands of, of views. Absolutely. So Robert Williams says hello, and uh, my uh, Tesla Weekend suggests that we might be stuck with the uh, the windshield wiper katana, possibly. <laughs> but but just because it was locked doesn't mean that we saw what was locked. True, true. It's uh, it's questionable. We don't know. We really right? don't know. And, and I and I and I and I bet we will not know until it's revealed. This is uh, true. There seems to be rumors here and there all over the place. Uh, so. Uh, we really don't know what's up or what's down. Um, I, I can guarantee you this. It'll either be built exactly to whatever the legal specifications are, or it will be so close that it needs a uh, a, uh, a judgment call. <laughs> and if, if, it, if it has a judgment call, they'll also be ready for a recall. They'll have like an alternative solution that's not as as cool as whatever they pick out. Yeah. And Elon also mentioned on timing, uh, because I guess one of the... Uh, one of the people on that interview uh, said they had 52 trucks on order. Did you hear that? It's kind of a large amount. <laughs> oh, what? Mr. I, Mr. I, Patrick I, joins us. Hello. Yeah, sorry, I'm late. I was hearing Patrick join. What were you saying about that last bit? <laughs> uh, also, during that interview, wasn't one of the participants in there saying they had 52 on order? Yes, 52 on order. <laughs> and and so Elon was, uh, was, was finally convinced that we should be able to be fleet managers uh, especially if, if we're like Uber drivers or something, and, uh, and that would be another uh, profession to help uh, ease the, the rollout 
Because somebody's going to need to get schedule the maintenance, change the tires. Somebody's going to need to wash the thing. It's a good yeah. idea, especially if you if you buy them at a good price. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so you uh, said the middle of next year. Um, middle of next year. Yeah. You yeah. said about 12 months from now. So uh, I don't know if that's it. I think that the, the previous estimate on rollout of the Cybertruck was, was by the end of 2023. So. Yeah. I think that one's more realistic. I think I think the the middle of next year is an Elon telling his crew time. <laughs> we will have this factory ready. Like, yeah, sure, boss. <laughs> so it's human yeah. nature. We're deadline driven creatures, so you have to push. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Elon certainly knows how to push. So uh... then then he could say, Hey, you know, this thing came out in September. Look, I beat the original estimate. Oh how dare you use my, my, my quote at an interview. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah so uh, talk about pent-up demand though like so many people are waiting for this vehicle to uh, debut uh there's so many questions about it uh, including the basics like what's the price going to be uh we uh, we we know what it was when it came out before all these increases and we know that they now uh from third-party sources have said there's over a million orders uh waiting for this truck uh, but of course, you only had to put down a hundred dollars uh, right, to which, uh, yes. reserve your spot. So I doubt there's going to be a million orders uh, once they open the floodgates. Uh, especially if they change the uh, price. Uh, it will especially. Uh, so people mm-hmm. will certainly be weighing pros and cons uh, if the price goes up or when the the uh, the deliveries start. Uh, I'd be careful not to uh, call those orders. I'd call them pre-orders or reservations, but not right. orders. I would, I would be ecstatic if they if they have some cutoff and say, "Hey, if you ordered before we got rid of the price on the website, we'll honor the price." Something like that. That would be a, a massive gesture of goodwill. Um, it, it would be, but can you imagine what they might have to swallow doing that? That, right. that might be three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand orders that uh, they're not going to make their profit on those vehicles. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless unless they'd already uh, got their futures set up, like with the uh, you know. Maybe bought this much nickel, this much lithium, this much uh, steel, but I, I don't know if they were that much in advance to be able to do that. Uh, yeah. Hockey Day says not sure about the the one wiper on the Cybertruck. I think it's a big failure. Uh, there were a couple of Mercedes models that had one wiper in the center. They would they had a little cam to to actually so they would actually hit the whole windshield. Hmm. And then uh, there's another one. I don't know if it was real or if it's a prototype where it would kind of drag it across. And then Tesla had a prototype like that too, where it would just drag it across, but. That's not what we saw on the on the uh, prototypes. No, no. And of, of all course, the technical uh, problems, I think wiping the window is something they'll be able to do efficiently. You, uh, you say that, but, but but my model my model X has a has a lot harder trouble wiping the window than your model X does. Oh really? Oh yes. Well, it's, it's gotten better and it's gotten worse and it's gotten better again. Uh, it's almost on par now. Is that just because it doesn't detect when it should do it? Because they replaced your twenty-five cent sensor with a uh, with a autopilot vision camera. Right, deep rain. Deep, yeah, deep rain. Yeah. <laughs> deep rain. Apparently, it needs to go deeper. Right. <laughs> exactly. <Shallow rain. laughs> exactly. Well, here's a here's an update that I was not expecting to report on this week. Uh, there was a report from the Berlin police banning Tesla from police property. Worked in China. Going forward. Um, Yeah, so we heard this about China uh, calling Tesla a spy car. 
the Berlin police have basically said the same thing here in this report. It wasn't a whole lot of details if this they, is, is this valid. Update. They had an update to it. Uh, so you're not allowed to use sentry mode on police property in, uh, in Berlin. You can have the car. But so no how mode. do they know your sentry mode is not on? Wait for you to leave and then walk in front of it? <laughs> See if it does the... <laughs> 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 Uh. Yeah, so this is kind of uh, this is kind of backwards. I, I yeah. don't understand why the the police would have an issue with this. Like I, I do. understand, I do why, why China maybe <laughs> uh, but, because uh, police like a little bit of anonymity in general. I'm painting with a broad brush here. Not all police. Like you know, we've had a few friends on the show who aren't like this. But uh, you know, when when you put a camera in their face, they uh, they can't hide some of their proclivities. So well, you mean like not? an undercover officer not wanting? His well, there's face that, to... but also if they're beating the shit out of a guy um, and he's on video. <laughs> yeah, but this is uh, I don't know. They're they're I, they're they're is... just being afraid. Everybody everybody not everybody, but generally humans are afraid when you tell them that they're being recorded and they yes. they don't they can't see who's doing it. There's not a person there with a news camera. They already didn't like that. You know how many them. news people they assault for just pointing a camera? Uh, here in the states, it's legal. I don't know if you guys. Uh, in, in Germany have have the same sort of uh, freedom of the press that we do. Um, but I've seen they react the same way uh, with the worldwide events over the last three years. So, Right. So the solution is just don't allow any cars to be in places where you won't allow recording. Because if it's a public area, then you Art. could be in there with your phone. Uh, you could be just witnessing it. So uh, th this this is ridiculous. Um, if it's if it's publicly accessible, then it's um, by law you can film it and record it. Well, there are countries where you don't have the public recording. Uh, I don't think Germany is one of them, uh, but some of them nearby, I think like Luxembourg or somebody like where you're not really supposed to be using it. Um, it might not actually be Luxembourg, but it's somewhere near Germany. Like it's it's not legal to to, to have a CCTV camera on on your car. Hmm. Yeah. Or well, we like you're not allowed to share it with the police, or you're not allowed to share it with somebody, or it's like the way that they, they do it all throughout the EU. It's 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 a nice little quilted hodgepodge. <laughs> uh, I appreciate the, the 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 privacy aspect of it, but man, if you guys could have one system for your your one zone, would be awesome. Yeah, and you know if you have to ban, obviously you don't have to ban cars from driving inside the police station. Uh, because that's for people. Uh, cars don't fit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Patrick's solution just kind of makes sense. It makes uh, the most sense. You know, the, <laughs> if the car's in a parking lot, okay, then uh, you know that's that's allowed. Uh, but uh, you know, you can't drive into non-drivable areas, and uh, the police should be aware that those areas uh, will not be recorded because they're not car areas. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. what's to stop you from coming by with your cell phone or a spy cam or yep. whatever? I mean, it's really yeah. easy to spot a car and not do you know bad stuff in front of it because you've got the Teslas, you've got all the German cars, uh, you've got the Corvette if that's over there. I mean, you've got all these cars that have cameras in them. And yeah, then we've, we've, we've all... said before that the cameras are just increasing. Like that's right. that's all that, that's all that's going to happen here is that there's going to be more cameras on more cars. Right. You've got aftermarket dash cams. You've got. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, th that genie is not going back in the bottle. They've opened Pandora's box already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. I wonder if uh, some police uh, commissioner's uh, 
you know, brother-in-law works at uh, one of the big German car companies and <laughs> just gives Tesla some negative press attempt. <laughs> oh, you know what? I wonder if one of them works with the uh, with the astroturfers. Right. Oh, wow. Bless uh, yeah. you. Bless you. Wow. Oh, man. She's maybe I'm not old, accusing uh, anybody. Just wondering. Just wondering. <laughs> get the old co-conspirators of the uh, cardboard forest together again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Next, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Model Y Long Range has been introduced at Gigafactory Texas. So they're going to start shipping (laughs) the Model Y Long Range. Um, But I don't think they're 4680 cars. I Uh, I I don't think drones would work. They they probably have a no-fly zone over the police places already. (laughs) I I think that these Long Range cars are the 2170s and they're the equipment that have been tied up in china that was also talked about in the podcast a week ago right because elon said real soon it was coming right Mm -hmm. yeah so they were waiting uh at gigafactory texas to get some more machinery in place to increase production unfortunately i don't think it's the 4680s so um Hmm. it's uh it, it looks like they're still possibly constrained with battery production, or maybe they're still working out the kinks as to what they want those, those batteries to perform at. Maybe they have to send some software tweaks to it. I'm guessing at this point, but uh, it's, it's, it seems Probably. pretty obvious that they're not yeah. getting the, you know, the, the proper amount of batteries that they want out of this as quickly as they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they probably want more. It's probably also harder to dumb down a full-size pack than, than one that's partially sized because uh, that, that generates a lot of heat if you try to throttle that. <laughs> so why don't you think that these are from, uh, say, uh, Sparks? I mean, they, from, they could uh, be from Sparks. Yeah. Well, the, the Sparks batteries, the batteries could be from Sparks, Nevada. Yeah, yeah the cells, yeah. yeah. But, but there's that. I think the equipment they were waiting for from China... Uh, was to allow them to ramp up quicker by having both flavors of the Model Y at right. Texas, right? Yeah, okay. Separate, separate uh, production lines, and yeah. uh, to be able to, uh, if they if they got the batteries in from Sparks, that's fine. Uh, but then there's the question of uh, what about the the mega castings? Are they doing right. the mm-hmm. front and the back? Are well, they, they doing just the back? Uh, you know, there's and there's that question of what the battery tray is going to look like because obviously it's different right. than what uh, the 4680 battery tray structural pack is. So there's a there's a few different things that they would have to be completely different on, and that would probably require different uh, assembly lines. It would, it would probably look like what we see in Giga Berlin, and uh, and and this was what Elon was complaining most about. He's like, man, you know, you know, this whole bankruptcy quote uh, was was him. You know, he always likes to. Take it to the extreme with the bankruptcy uh, example. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. earning and, and, money, I believe. Uh, he... <laughs> right, right, because you know he they 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 planned the factory to to ramp up to five thousand cars, ten thousand cars at a certain pace. And if you only have half the equipment, you're already halfway behind schedule until you get that stuff in, and then you actually got to do the work once the stuff gets there. And that really also throws a wrench in it. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting thing about a factory is you really have to design it for a specific amount. Um, hodgepodging and growing after the fact uh, is is how you get things like we see in Fremont, where right. the, the line for building the vehicle is not exactly a straight line. It has to go backtracking over here and do a different building in some other way. And it's right. Uh, yeah. So 
You can do it in phases, but you have to plan those phases. Like exactly. sort, of, sort of like uh, Nevada, but more planned than that. <laughs> right. Yes. And so that's what they're running into is, okay, well, we plan for this large amount, but that means until you get there, you've wasted a whole lot of money on space that's unused, uh, construction time that was wasted. And it's just, it's not until you hit that level and they'll get there. It's just right. in the meantime, uh, every, every day, it's just, like you said, burning cash. If you've got a bigger grid connection than you need, so you're you're paying mm-hmm. you know for the demand charges or the availability, even though you don't have the the the, the load to actually turn on that that what you're paying for. Uh, yeah, all sorts of uh, all sorts of things are out of alignment until you get up to that spec that you yeah. expected uh, that uh, plant to be running or that line to be running. Right. So uh, this this plays into the whole global supply chain crunch. Uh, like right now, like if people say, oh well, if they knew that the They've known for three years that we're out of stuff. Why don't they do something about it? Well, you got to spin it back up. And then what's to say that by the time you get it spun back up, that that, that you'll be the one with that level of demand anymore? Like you might spin it up and then, then you know, we go into an inflationary recession and now you yeah. have all this extra equipment that you can't use. What I will say, though, is that Tesla is good at scrambling. Uh, mm-hmm. They've proved that in the past, uh, that uh, if they need to alter something in order to uh, get better, they typically do, and they they tend to control those levers themselves. Uh, unlike some other auto manufacturers that just may maybe just wait uh, on the sidelines and and just lay people off uh, and stop producing for a while, uh, Tesla seems to scramble pretty well. So uh, I'm hoping to see that uh, here as well. But I think I am uh, based on I believe the second line spinning up and starting to produce model wise as well. So uh, they they've you know they're, they're going to have some hurdles. Uh, this is yeah. a, a brand new plant. It's not going as smoothly as Shanghai went, uh, and they're they're just going to have to you know smooth out those bumps as they go. Uh, yeah. uh, Berlin is starting to ramp up. They had a thousand vehicles there recently in a week. Um, oh, weekend. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> that can continue. But uh, yeah. I, you know they're they're going to have to do a lot more, and uh, they're going to have to get those bumps smoothed out in order to. Uh, to uh, get uh, into the into the groove of things where they need to be. Yeah, we can't say they're not trying because what is no. it, all all the plants are now at, at two shifts or more. Uh, the only only weirdness is that Berlin doesn't have weekends, but that's probably a union thing. Yeah, probably a European thing. Even though we're you know saying this is uh, painful for Tesla right now, this is exactly why they're in the position they are to be the market leader because they yeah. were planning ahead, they were taking that pain early on. They're doing it now for these two factories, which means, you know, two or three years from now, they'll be cranking out vehicles and Tesla will continue to be the market leader in in EVs because who else has gone through this, built these massive factories for it. Instead, they're all doing, you know, compliance level minimum amount to meet whatever regulation they have to. Um, They're not investing at, at this massive level. Or to, 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 to piggyback on that, uh, not only are they not investing, they're throwing up a sold out for the year sign uh, really early on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not even halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. Well, like, so some of them were at the beginning of the, the end of the first quarter. Up, oh, sold out for 2022. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, all right. Yeah. Take down the website. We're done. <laughs> you can't find some more batteries and some more stats for them? <laughs> nope. Not even going to look. You don't, even, you don't even need a full run. Just just add a couple extras. <laughs> right. 
Uh, next story. I don't know if Patrick had seen this at all. I haven't about... seen any of them. The... Okay. No, this was so about uh, Powerwall access uh, in uh, California, close to where Patrick is, a little south yeah. of him. Uh, but uh, Tesla has uh, teamed up with PG&E uh, in California, and they are uh, uh, providing the ability for Tesla uh, Powerwall owners to become part of a virtual power plant in California. And they're willing to pay uh, the uh, people that are involved with it uh, $2 per kilowatt hour used uh, in uh, an emergency that uh, would be to take over your your actual uh, power wall. So, you know, that's quite a premium on even the prices in California uh, mm-hmm. for a kilowatt hour. And uh, PG&E is looking, of course, to uh, either reduce or eliminate uh, some of the peaker power plant uh, hours that they have to operate uh, because firing up any of the peaker power plants isn't cheap. Uh, right. But to be Especially able to use software to pull it from a virtual power wall among thousands of Californian power walls uh, is something that makes a lot more sense. And they're happy to pay the customers for that use. So, um, and in California, there can be a number of events that happen. Uh, they've, mm-hmm. they've been recently uh, more prone to brownouts uh, in the state. Uh, so, uh, you know, they're, they're certainly this is certainly something that could be useful to PG&E and of course uh, some Tesla Powerwall uh, people as well. Apparently there's uh, about 50,000 Powerwalls uh, in that state that could be eligible for this program. So uh, that is a ton of power uh, to be able to be uh, put online and be able to flick a switch and uh, the software to drive that power to different uh, points in the grid uh, at a microsecond whenever it's required. So uh, this is going to be interesting. This will be the biggest uh, the biggest virtual power wall if they get those type of numbers uh, in uh, U.S. history. So uh, it'll be a great case for Tesla to prove uh, how the grid can be supported uh, by uh, this, uh, this basically microcosm of uh, electricity storage at the local level and uh, how it can uh, prevent uh, brownouts and, and prevent uh, ultimately peaker plants having to start up uh, to produce electricity. That's so awesome. That should be something. Now, now, Patrick, you're involved in something in your state. Um, do you have any idea how many people would have enrolled with that mm. uh, in your state? Did they ever give that type of information to you guys? No, um, I they did limit it to 5,000 people, and um, I did not apply early. I applied late, and I got in. So uh, I assume uh, that it, you know, it obviously wasn't maxed out when I joined a year ago or so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, their their number was 5,000. Yeah. So, so this, this is really this, cool. Yeah, this is 10 times that amount. Yeah, Tesla had um, offered this earlier, but they said you could get a $40 gift certificate for it. And uh, now they're actually paying people for it. And so it's not just based on goodwill. So this mm-hmm. is this is great. This is how it should be. And like you said, Mark, the utilities are paying when they have to kick on peakers. Peakers tend to be the, the dirtiest, the most expensive fuel. So uh, now instead they can do this and they can pull it from batteries that were either grid charged or more likely solar charged. 
And so now they're spreading clean energy throughout the grid during demand right. instead of the opposite, the, the dirtiest uh, that they have. And, and yeah. not just dirtiest, but also the most expensive. Because mm -hmm. when you look at what's been happening with methane prices since, uh, since Russia has been uh, unable to sell their methane to other places, um, utilities across the world are raising rates at, at quite incredible rates. Uh, I heard that France locked theirs in, but um, they're one of the few. Everybody else has just let them float. And uh, then that they had to get that money back somehow. Yeah, right. Uh, also, well, I think it'd be really cool if if uh, I, I know that the automakers are a little bit full of themselves and won't won't uh, won't swallow their pride and come to Tesla to buy a solution unless they really have to. Uh, it would be really cool to see if if uh, Tesla will license Autobidder and 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 the virtual power plant to uh, like Enphase and and the other Generac others that that will allow you to uh, do grid connections. Uh, so that everybody can participate, because that would further the mission, and they could get a little scratch on on top of that. Mm. Good idea. Yeah. Yep. So we'll keep our eye on this and see if uh, it expands. Uh, you know, if this is successful, and if other states uh, see the writing on the wall and start to get involved in something like this, which I think will be the case going forward. Next. Uh, our uh, our friend uh, Trevor, the Model Three uh, Club uh, up here in uh, Toronto, had actually tweeted Elon uh, last week about uh, why don't you bring back uh, enhanced autopilot, uh, put it in as a lower tier underneath the full self driving, uh, keep the free version that you already have, put this in the middle, charge something in the middle, and uh, you could collect some more revenue and you make some people happy. So Elon had said, uh, okay, uh, one of his famous uh, quick answers. <laughs> and uh, this week, it actually turned on in North America. So Canada and the U.S. Uh, applications showed it uh, enhanced autopilot is now an option. $6,000 U.S. funds uh, is available for anyone to add to their vehicle. So uh, Worldwide. Nice. Oh, it's, now it's worldwide. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, why not uh, allow people to pay for something in between, another level, uh, where uh, they won't get everything that uh, full self-driving provides, uh, but it will bring a lot of the function to them and allow them to uh, maybe say, hey, this is great. I think I'll subscribe to the full one after using this for so long. So it gives people the ability to step up into it and not invest $12,000. They can invest six get almost all the uh, functions except for the last little bit for uh, direct driving uh, where you you know basically just tell it where to go and it follows every street. Uh, but uh, this is going to help them out on the highways and uh, we'll also give them a few party tricks like um, summon and advanced yep. summon uh, yep. to play with as well. So I think this is a smart move and uh, hopefully some people will take them up on this offer and get involved. Also really nice for those places like the EU where you can't use any of your stuff that comes with that FSD and who knows how long it's going to be. Uh, so I'd at least like to be able to spend the money to get something rather than, you know, mm -hmm. give them an extra $6,000 uh, for my country to tell me I can't do it. Yeah. Um, then you have a lot of people complaining, oh, they raised the price, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one, they, they, yes, they did raise the price, but they didn't raise it as much as they could have. It's only gone up uh, $1,000 from the high point. It, it was $5,000, now it's six. Uh, yes, you could have got it for three if you uh, if you came in at the right time, but uh, if, if you were a sucker, uh, you were supposed <laughs> to get early updates and stuff, and, and none of that came to be, so we just paid, a, paid, paid less than me and be happy. <laughs> uh, and, and if you're mad that you didn't get the, the, the super cool pricing, 
What do we always say about Tesla? If you see something you want, buy it now. If Assuming yes. you can't. Assuming you can't. Uh, Things change now. so fast. Don't yeah. hesitate. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. while I complain about not getting the discount, had I waited even longer till after the discount, the price would have gone up $7,000, $8,000, $12,000. $12, yeah, the nice thing about Tesla doing it this way is a couple things. One, they can fully recognize the revenue, whereas yeah. with FSD... For accounting reasons, they can't recognize that revenue because they haven't actually delivered the functionality. So they have to hold right. it off on their books as a separate um, like escrow account. Uh, where if they're selling enhanced autopilot, you're getting enhanced autopilot and you're done. They can recognize all that revenue. And yeah. then if you want to get upgrade later to FSD, now you're not paying all 12K at once. You're splitting it up. And so you can enjoy this for, a, you know, I don't know. The price might go up, but, but uh, it could also go down. We saw that uh, in the past when they offered FSD. It's only going up, and it went down considerably for yes, a year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's when I jumped in because I bought Enhanced Autopilot because I didn't see the point in getting full self-driving. That was a smart and move. Then, and then the full self-driving <laughs> went on sale for just, I think it was 2K above the uh, Enhanced yeah. Autopilot, and I was like, for 2K, I want to get Do in it. on this fun. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm glad I did. So, yeah, I, I got a, a sweet deal on it, um, which uh, – I'm thinking, well, if I end up getting a Model Y next year or whatever, I'm not going to be able to. I don't want to give up the vehicle I have where I got such right. a sweet deal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and as we all know, we cannot transfer it. We've talked about that many times. That's Elon doesn't believe works. in it. So it's right. going to take a lot more people coming at him for him to change his mind on that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's not transferable, just like the steering wheel is not or the seats aren't. Right. It's part of the car. No Nobody software. uses that. We're taking lumbar out. <laughs> Uh, the other the other thing to note here for those who'd like to save a little bit of money, if you buy the enhanced autopilot and you get you know all the features, and then you decide you want to go into FSD uh, beta program or you want to keep the car long enough that FSD is real, um, like as, as like out of the select beta, uh, right now uh, that drops from two ninety nine a month to ninety nine a month uh, mm. if you were to subscribe to FSD after buying the uh, enhanced autopilot. So, I see. Yeah, that's not a bad way to do it. Yeah. Especially That's if you only need it for like you, road trips, Mark. Yeah, yeah, like for the summer, uh, if, you, if you don't already have enhanced autopilot, buy that and then just lease FSD for a few months to try it out. Right. Yeah, and, and then yeah. if you sell your car, like there are there are people that are asking, uh, not all the not all of the uh, uh, Tesla will give it to you, they say, uh, and not all of the used car dealers and not all the customers are asking about it. But so, the ones that do, you can see a price difference between a car that has none of the features and a car that has EAP or FSD. And, uh, and I don't think that right now they're realizing the difference because because uh, FSD isn't really here yet. So oh. if you you get the same, basically, yeah. Right. That's a good uh, tip. If you're aftermarket buying, try to get FSD to a sweet deal. <laughs> yeah. And Since there has the been reports that Tesla has been adding enhanced autopilot to a number of their inventory vehicles uh, because, of course, they control that. They could yeah. add it any time they want. So uh, that may allow them to boost prices. Uh, it may allow them to uh, sell cars faster. So it's a lever that they're using uh, currently as well. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, let's let's talk about rehashing an old story that Ooh. we did. Way back, <laughs> <have> a point. <laughs> way back uh, episode 166, we had an interview with uh, yeah. uh, Todd uh, Bertram, uh, who's the chief of police uh, for... Uh, Bargers, Bargersville, I have such a hard time saying that. Bargersville yeah. Police Department in Indian Indiana, uh, south of Indianapolis. And uh, at the time, 
his police department was one of the first, if not the first, police department to uh, purchase a Tesla Model 3 uh, Standard Range Plus as a patrol vehicle. Todd's uh, thought uh, was when they did the numbers with the uh, county bean counter, uh, <laughs> and uh, they looked at how much it was costing them to drive a uh, Dodge Charger uh, compared uh, to what Tesla was offering. They noticed that Tesla was about $14,000 more expensive at the time than the uh, base Charger that they would use. Uh, but they did notice as well that the price of fuel uh, was dramatically different, uh, six times cheaper. And they also noticed that maintenance was cheaper. So they calculated things out and noticed that they may even be able to keep the Tesla for a longer period of time that they kept the charger. And uh, they would be able to recoup their money in just a couple of years. And then for the four years after that point or three years after that point, they would be just collecting extra money and storing it in the coffers as opposed to spending it on fuel. So they went ahead and did so. They uh, purchased one uh, Model 3. They had it for half a year. And uh, the price of gas dropped a little bit during that time. And they were a little bit concerned, but they knew that gas would go back up. So just based on the six months of data that they had, they decided to, you know what, we're going to get involved with it more. We're buying another one. And then they bought another one. Today, they're up to seven of these vehicles. That's and the price of gas is not down And today. the price of gas has not <laughs> stayed where they thought where it was when we interviewed them, which is uh, uh -huh. about two years ago now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, now, now the price uh, went from their $2.70 a gallon to, uh, you know, almost $5 uh, in some cases. Yeah. So uh, they're definitely making some serious uh, savings uh, with these vehicles now. In fact, they've ordered another two. They're going to be nice. up to nine of these vehicles. Nice. Uh, they're in the midst of building a new police station. And of course, I hope that they put police... solar on it. Yeah. Right. That police station, they are building for these uh, electric patrol cars. They're putting in uh, six uh, regular L2 stations, as well as a uh, uh, DC fast charger. Uh, oh, they really? haven't indicated as to whether or not it's going to be a, a Chatamo or a CCS. Uh, I certainly would uh, tell them to get the CCS and maybe order one of those CCS uh, plugs from uh, South Korea that so many people are picking up lately. That's what uh, I so would do. You could charge at a faster rate compared to the uh, Chatamo at 50 kilowatts. So, so on the cars that you upgrade to CCS from from um, Chatamo or uh, Type 2, you lose the Chatamo ability. Uh, do the new cars work what? with the Chatamo adapter? How, I have how no idea they that you lose their lose... ability. Yeah. Like literally, when you go to do the upgrade, uh, they say you can no longer Chatamo charge. Oh, when, when you upgrade your car to accept CCS. Right. So I was wondering if the ones that can already do CCS from the factory, do they have that same limitation? Or is this oh, the question. way they retrofitted it? I did not know that restriction was there. It seems unnecessary. Uh, you should be able to detect which one it well, is, have support for all of that, and, and configure it to do... I mean, it's all just coming in as volts and amps. Come on. Well, on I the, oversimplify. On the, you waited. The, uh, on the, <laughs> on the Tatamo, it's, it's, it's CAN bus. And the mm -hmm. CCS is vehicle to grid. So, yeah. So you protocols. have to support a couple different protocols right. and, as well as the Tesla protocol. Uh, it, it's, it's a solvable problem. I don't see, oh, yeah. especially with the adapters. Um, yeah, it just seems. 
I would like a vehicle that just supported them all. And, and there's no reason that you should restrict yourself to that, especially when some Teslas support CCS and some support Chatmo. They know how to do both, make a car right. that can do all three, and we're good. Patrick, why are you not working for them now? <laughs> it's easy to say, do it. <laughs> that, that, he wouldn't be able to do this show. <laughs> uh, it is interesting. So uh, He likes seeing his family. <laughs> right. Yes, there's that. Yeah. So I, I work from home. The police department who's <laughs> so been leading the way, uh, it looks like uh, they're going to continue to do this. It looks like uh, that they have found their niche. Uh, and uh, the data has supported the savings that they had outlined, and uh, they're moving forward with it. So uh, kudos to them. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember when we talked to them again two years ago, uh, episode 166, uh, they, uh, chief, the chief had said that they might look at a why. Uh, they were looking at maybe getting a couple whys. But uh, to this point, it's been strictly SR pluses. So uh it looks like uh, maybe they're holding up for that Cybertruck, which we talked about as well uh, in the uh, in the episode. So, uh, yeah, go back and check that out if you'd uh, like to see uh, what the chief had said previously. But it looks like all things are falling in place and uh, the numbers are supporting more and more purchases, uh, especially at these uh, extraordinarily high gas prices. Yeah, the yeah. SRY has never, never really did show up for us in the, in the states. Not, not for long. Yeah, that's right. what's coming out of Austin now, though, right? Right. And uh, and, and I'm wondering if if that plus the continual price increases have uh, affected the 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 bean counters. Is he still at their mercy? Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like we said, gas prices are up, so the bean counter is saying, "Hey, this is saving us some beans." Exactly. <laughs> Especially like like what we see with uh, not now the Tesla already stopped um, lease lease um, purchases on all their cars, and, and now other uh, manufacturers are following behind because um, mm. the residual values are ending up so much higher than than they had right. anticipated. So this the same thing would apply to the police departments. Like when they go to sell their cars, uh, even though they're beat to heck, they um, they they would these ones would still be worth more than you know the Chargers and Crown Vicks, well right whatever yeah. would replace the Crown Vic. Although as yeah. we know, all used car prices have been going up, but but yes, specific, uh, EVs more than than others. This is exactly how things should work, right? You come in and you say, on paper this works works out as a good deal. Let's buy one and see if reality matches the theory, and then when it does. Okay, let's buy two more, and then let's buy four more, and now right. you know they're up to nine now or whatever. And uh, um, sure, you don't have to replace a hundred percent of your fleet this year, and um, maybe um, you get a couple long ranges at some point and see how those pencil out, and you use those for cases where the short ranges aren't uh, great. And and uh, yeah, so you can just keep keep going that way. That's how it should be. And, and that's know, the way looking like they gotta be looking like geniuses over there though. Yeah. Like after after three years of collecting all this extra money, like uh, it's uh, it's it's a fabulous uh, case uh, to show others. Um, you know, they got in at early, obviously, uh, but uh, the the numbers worked, and mm -hmm. uh, they've talked to hundreds of other police departments uh, based on the news coverage uh, that was afforded them, and now this recent um, amount of news coverage talking about them going up to nine vehicles only proves the case even further. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and I, like Patrick was saying, I like the idea of actually trialing it in the real world rather than waving your hands and say, oh, that could never work, or saying, oh, yeah. we've tried nothing and nothing is working. Like, well, yeah. right. try something. Yeah, <laughs> try something and, and, uh, and, and gauge the results. 
Right. And, and, and even if it doesn't work out exactly the way you think, you can tweak it. You don't have to throw it all away. Or yeah. it could just be fantastic, a fantastic failure, and then you do have to throw it all away. But it's worth Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. Yeah. CO2 level's high. <laughs> I got to stop breathing so much. <laughs> time to open a window. It's time to evacuate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next is a story uh, near Patrick as well. Uh, this this is about uh, a new supercharger that's being built in Sutherland, Oregon. Is that how it's pronounced? Patrick? Yes, yes. Sutherland, um, Oregon, which is on the I five corridor, right? And uh, they're going to have the largest supercharger in the United States outside of the state of California. Right, so, uh, so you have to qualify it to, in the U.S. outside of California, and then you could say it's the largest in that subgroup. That's or right. Subgroup. That's right. <laughs> also yeah. say without qualification, it's the largest prefab supercharger installation. That's true. In the world. So it's fifty prefabs, right? Mm-hmm. Fifty-one. Yeah. So, so this is a this is a great spot. So uh, it's right about the middle of the state. If you're on I five going north and south, and uh, for those of you who, are, who aren't on the west coast, I five is the main. Uh, West Coast Corridor. It it goes all the way from Tijuana to uh, British Columbia, 1,500 miles. It's um, uh, It goes through all the major cities on the West Coast, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco. Um, so uh, I-5 is uh, really important, and this is right on there. The um, There's, in Sutherland, there's a hotel that has a destination charger that we've stayed at a couple times because when we're uh, we have relatives in Southern Oregon, and so uh, that's a nice spot to stop depending on what we're doing or where we're going next. Uh, it's a nice central spot. You can get to Crater Lake or the coast or Southern Oregon or back up to Portland from from there. So uh, yeah, this is a this is great. They've added other ones too. Ashland in Southern Oregon has a station where before it was just Grants Pass. So uh, yeah, the the charging network is growing. Uh, we need one at the beach at Tillamook. We have one at Lincoln City and one at Seaside, but they need one in between in, in Tillamook, and that's coming soon too. So, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so the the 50 prefab, then the, the last one is uh, is ADA compliant, so that one had to be uh, the usual on-site. Uh, oh, I wonder why it was 51. Okay. An odd number, yeah. yeah. It's also it's a further odd number that they only took three of the units of the possible four that the cabinet supports. So the... Uh, so it's got three instead of two or four. Yeah, that's kind of interesting as well. Yeah, I wonder if it's uh, something about the layout of the property. Uh, right, it might just be a space constraint. More to it. Probably yeah. that. Plus, you got to put the extra spacing in between the stalls because you know you got to be able to fit the vans and the wheelchairs and stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess not vans in this case with the Tesla, but at least the uh, the chair lifts and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Next, Casey's got a story for us uh, from Giga Shanghai and what they're planning on doing. Yeah, so uh, Tesla's going to upgrade it to support 21,000 EVs per week. That's, that's a heck of a lot of cars. Uh, that's over it, a million a year. It is. Uh, so, uh, so Derek, you're you're on you're on you're on track there with the 2.2. <laughs> it's not online yet, so maybe... it's not online yet, and uh, and they they might have to shut down Shanghai to actually do the uh, the upgrades. So that that but but we've seen before when they shut down the plants to do these upgrades, they usually plan it better than when. When, when an external force shuts them down, like uh, lack of parts or viruses or natural disasters. Yeah, I, th- I think the first shutdown's coming this weekend. So between July 1st and 4th, they're shutting down for some machinery, I guess, uh, reallocation or, or adding new to existing lines or new mm-hmm. lines. And then there's going to be another uh, shutdown a little bit later on. But uh, 
you you can bet they they're planning on keeping the factory running as quickly as they can even with the shutdowns because yeah. of course <laughs> shanghai has been a beacon of efficiency uh amongst all the uh, the uh, gigafactories and they certainly do not want to uh let Tesla down in numbers. So uh, right, I'm but, sure but they even they've had their stumbles well. in the first half of this year with the uh, zero COVID policy. Yep. <laughs> I left my Tesla running too long. What's up with this? Your CO two <laughs> monitor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it'll be interesting to see as they uh, start to uh, because of course there were rumors about doubling the plant uh, and then they were like building another plant just to the south of it and. Uh, then Tesla had come back and said, no, we're just going to be improving what we've got and adding on to it. So uh, as I wonder if the, completely if the double plan. building, I wonder if the double building will have the, the, the same improvement baked in or if it's going to be for something else. Yeah. The, those are all good questions that we really don't know from the outside. Yeah. Whoever, Separate from the uh, drone guess, army. Uh, for, for their, for their uh, production for this year, guessed uh, 1.420 million. <laughs> the, the, they might be coming in pretty close. I think yes. that will be closer than the 2.2. Just there's oh, so many disruptions. Because of the setbacks. I think oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Had it. I agree, yeah. Tesla was on track for a stellar year, and there's been problem after problem. But like you said, Mark, they're good at scrambling. But yeah. there's only so much you can do when you're yeah. not hitting that full stride. Yeah. Plus, exactly. plus, when you when you when you're built out of out of scarcity, uh, you tend to be a little more resilient and, and a little better in in the fat times uh, than if you started the fat times and hit lean times. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tesla's been through uh, near death experiences. They know how to <laughs> keep it going. They know how to stay away from that going forward. Uh huh. <laughs> Casey, what do you got from supercharging news that's happening in this in the U.S. this uh, this coming weekend? Yeah, so uh, Tesla's been doing this all, all well, regularly, but all year uh, and last year they've been on it. Uh, some of the states they'll be doing uh, for July Fourth, they'll be doing uh, free supercharging during off-peak hours. Uh, six, okay, it was five when they wrote the article. Okay, five. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be six. They, the Tesla moves fast. Uh, so let's see. I opened a window, so now I, I won't suffocate from CO. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. We thought, we thought, oh no, the feed went blank. Patrick has hit the floor. So, so Arizona, California, and Nevada, you have free supercharging from six to nine, uh, six p.m. to nine a.m. And Oklahoma and Texas, you have free supercharging from eight p.m. to eleven a.m. And uh, and then uh, they've got a list of superchargers over at Drive Tesla Canada because uh, it's not the whole state. Um, it's just mm -hmm. some very popular uh, locations. Right, they have data, they know where it gets congested, and they're encouraging people to travel at off hours to avoid the congestion. This is right. brilliant. And they know somebody's going to do it for, save $20. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They can't people get people like me with free supercharging for life to care at all. Right. Always free. <laughs> flexible people with travel plans, they'll be happy to save $20, uh, people that have those flexible plans. so Right, like if I, if I leave an hour later or an hour earlier, yep. like, yeah, save 20 bucks. Yeah, entice them to do so, and uh, you save everybody a, a headache uh, if there's a congestion at those uh, particular stops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, uh, Giga Berlin, get this, we're talking about ramping. They're adding their third shift oh. starting July the 4th. Well, still no weekends. So uh, that, uh, <laughs> that's going to fill them up, uh, three eight-hour shifts uh, producing uh, Model Ys nonstop. 
So uh, this is great news. Uh, we're, we're always looking for, again, the ramp ups that are happening and uh, adding another shift uh, to Berlin is certainly going to be enable them to do that. So uh, things are themes, things seem to be running smoothly in Berlin, although we did hear about a, um, I guess a, a stoppage, a stoppage of performance models being shipped out because of a, a faulty motor possibly. Uh, but uh you know, they'll get that solved uh, and uh, start pushing those units out again. Uh, but the uh, regular long range have been moving out. And uh, with this extra shift, uh, even more will uh, start to move. Did they let that guy from Ford in with the faulty motors? <laughs> I heard that this um, was from a single source and it hasn't been confirmed yet. So I don't know for sure if this is a true story. We will find out July 5th. So we don't have to wait long to know the truth about this. But yeah, uh, so yeah, just grain of salt with all of these. I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. Yep, good call, good call. Next, um, yeah, a little bit of a bad news, good news uh, story. Uh, it is. It totally over is. <laughs> uh, uh, about two hundred people uh, lost mm. their jobs. Uh, I think it was today, this morning. This morning. Um, and or yesterday uh, morning. Yesterday morning, uh, and it was out of the uh, San Mateo, uh, California office. Um, these uh, people apparently uh, were people that were uh, employed in labeling uh, full self-driving uh, videos. Yep. So uh, we we heard uh, Elon talking about the labeling of videos also in that uh, recent video he did, uh, that yeah. three-part video uh, with Silicon Valley. Uh, but... Uh, it, it appears uh, that software has taken over for these people uh, and that the uh, the new software is is on par with their labeling or better or faster. And uh, they, you know, this was always their plan. It's it just was. that they didn't have the software written effectively right. uh, or it wasn't able to take over. And these people were supplementing this work until the software could be written properly. So their jobs were always going to disappear it's just that uh, today was the day. So uh, it, it seemed in the video like Elon was was unhappy with some of their work, like because uh, out of the uh, three hundred and some change people, they let the two hundred and some go. So obviously the the rest of the people were enough uh, uh, quality that Elon felt okay to keep them. Uh, plus, you do have to have somebody to train the machines. It's kind of like with construction, you know, you have uh, have, a, have a machine or uh, replace six guys, but you still need two guys to actually make sure the machine is set up to do its thing. And that's what these folks are doing. Uh, right. Some of them were obviously enough, uh, good enough employees that they were relocated within the company. But uh, I don't know that they had enough spaces for all of them. Because remember, Elon also said uh, first he tried to squeeze people out with the work from home, and then that didn't work. So then he said, "Well, we're just going to cut heads uh, for salary positions." And these were all salary positions. So I thought they they were hourly, but they're not. He didn't say hourly versus salaried. He said people that are making cars and people who are okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so these people were and, not building cars. Right. <laughs> they were they were training the machine that that that, that would replace them. Yeah. And I gotta right. believe that when you have hundreds of people that are doing a labeling position, that there are judgment calls that have to be made by each individual person, and some yeah. people interpret the rules a little different than others, and you can have some inconsistency to the labeling based on that. If yeah, you train okay. a machine to do it a certain way, it's going to do that, that certain way 100% of the time. But right. when you have hundreds of different people that are maybe 
waffling back and forth because it's a tough case. Some of them are going to pick the incorrect labeling and some are going to pick the correct labeling. So yeah. this is another way to get more consistent as well uh, with the labeling that uh, the machine is going to have to uh, examine in order to make future calls uh, based on full self-driving. And Elon gave us an example. He said, well, you know, sometimes the car's running along and then it wants to just slam the wheel to the right. Well, uh, in, in 300 cases, uh, they, they labeled the line as, as right here. And in one case, they said the line was over here. And, and that was the one that won in the training for that particular moment in time that the car is pulling up uh, in the scenario. And so it yanks the wheel. And so they, they had to go back and retrain those, those, those one-offs to, to be more consistent. And then yeah. so now that the machine is training itself, uh, uh, as Mark's saying, it's going to be a hundred percent consistent rather than judgment calls. Partially, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's wonder, uh, bad news for these people. Obviously, yeah, um, yeah. hopefully they can. Uh, well, it's it seems that uh, uh, the uh, San Francisco area is is looking for software engineers left, right, and center. So hopefully yeah. they can go to other companies uh, quickly. Uh, it's it's never any fun to lose your job at any point, um, but uh, hopefully these people can find placements uh, in adjacent companies soon. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, after the great resignation, there's lots of jobs. So if you're going to get terminated, this seems like a, a good time in history to uh, be trying to find employment because it's out there. Great resignation plus a million people dying just off the bat if working age. Plenty of room. Yep. Sad but true. Yeah, sad but true. Preventable. So we're ending the show on a high note this week. So <laughs> we are. <laughs> but uh, we certainly want to thank everyone for watching. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up at this point. Oh. Uh, that helps us out immensely. Also, uh, please follow us uh, through our social media feeds. You can follow us on Twitter at the Tesla Life, on Facebook, the Tesla Life Numeral One. And of course, uh, if you haven't already, please press that subscribe button. Doesn't cost you a dime, helps us out, and uh, everyone wins. So uh, please do so. Casey you had a question or a comment. Uh, comment, yeah. So uh, a lot of companies this week were uh, scrambling to present plans for what they were going to do with their employees for healthcare, legal rights, etc. And uh, we saw that the Musk companies had already had something set up thanks to the uh, 2021 economic or economic the 2021 environmental impact report. Uh, they had. Uh, uh, child care services as far as um, uh, con uh, conception assistance as well as uh, abortion traveling out of state for medical procedures that aren't legal in states. So uh, they didn't have to scramble. And, and I saw some outlets actually point out they did it and I saw other outlets ignore it. But this company is doing right by their employees regardless of uh, whatever 12-year-old thing he tweets about. <laughs> yeah, good point. The, the right thing is... Yeah, to to uh, give your employees support for what they need to do, and yeah, Tesla's doing that, so that's great. With that said, uh, Casey, any shoutouts for the end of the show? Yeah, the uh, on Sunday I'll catch you guys right back, uh, not on this channel, but right back here on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash Casey Green. That's K A C E Y G R E E N, and uh, we'll have oh. a little chat about going on in the world of uh, uh, renewable. Mm -hmm tech that uh what, what's your catchphrase there patrick oh yeah i gotta get this in <laughs> <laughs> we are working towards a future free from fossil fuels that's right baby 
And uh, so we'll catch you on Sunday at uh, one ten Eastern and until whenever. Uh, I've been I've actually been pretty successful the last the last three shows of keeping it shorter and uh, I'll nice. Try to kind of put a bow on it again, and then eventually uh, we'll do some more pre-recorded videos. I just record uh, got a new camera that does um, uh, to help me out with the uh, the interior shots for the FSD. Uh, cool. We'll see when it ships if if it, if it does what they say it will do, and I think that'll be fun if it does. Very good. 16K, right? Uh, no, the 8K was too much, so uh, we went down to 6K. <laughs> very good, very good. Patrick, any shout-outs for the end of the show? Sure. As always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org, and I blog occasionally at carswithports.net. Check it out. Perfect. And we all want to thank uh, Lee Moon for the music that we're about to roll. And uh, join us next week, and together we will find out what is happening in the Tesla life. Stay positive. Test negative. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>